Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. As a kid or an adult, Halloween can be tough to beat with the amount of fun that's happening. But vigilance is required. The streets are going to be filled with more pedestrians, trick-or-treaters, parents, probably 100 times more than what we normally have. So the dangers, the risks, they're considerably greater on Halloween. How young is too young to let your kids go trick-or-treating alone? Well, it turns out that experts and parents disagree. This is The Daily J. I'm Zach Clark. As a kid, few things are more thrilling than Halloween. Dressing up in fun costumes, wearing that costume to school and comparing it with your friends. And that doesn't even include the most important part, the candy. Trick-or-treating is the centerpiece of the holiday, right? But when is the right age to let kids go at it alone? The next voice you'll hear belongs to Sarah Clark. Sarah is the co-director of the C.S. Mott Children's Hospital National Poll on Children's Health. In hearing from parents of children 9 to 11 years old, almost all of them agreed that kids benefit from having free time without adult supervision. And then we asked them if their own children do certain things without adult supervision. And what we found is that the answer is not quite so much. And trick-or-treating, only 15% of those parents said their 9- to 11-year-old goes trick-or-treating without an adult. The folks at C.S. Mott Children's Hospital in Ann Arbor say starting at 9, kids should be able to go on their own at Halloween. Why? In listening to her talk, she says that kids won't automatically learn independence. Apparently, kids just aren't getting enough work on doing things for themselves and by themselves. And it actually wasn't much better for some other day-to-day tasks, like staying home for uh, 30 to 60 minutes, only 58%, or even biking or walking over to a friend's house, only a third. So it's just an example of how kids 9 to 11 aren't having enough opportunities to practice doing things outside of their parents' direct supervision, which is really key to developing their confidence and experience in becoming independent. Nobody, including Sarah, is saying that caution is not required on Halloween. It certainly is. Todd Berg, an attorney from Michigan Auto Law, says the timing of Halloween makes things extra dicey. The hours between 6 p.m. and 7 p.m. are the most dangerous time of the day. Right now, 
that's particularly significant. We're practically on the eve of Halloween. From what I've seen, most of the trick-or-treating times across the state pretty much are smack dab right over that time. And so we have a time period that is already dangerous, and we're going to probably extend that a little bit, probably maybe 6 o'clock up to 8 o'clock. The streets are going to be filled with more pedestrians, trick-or-treaters, parents, anything you can imagine, probably 100 times more than what we normally have. So the dangers, the risks, they're considerably greater on, on Halloween, and everybody needs to be on their game and they need to be paying attention, especially if you are behind the wheel of a vehicle. Earlier, Sarah mentioned how parents think their kids should be more independent, but when you look at the numbers, they don't back that up with action. It is somewhat of a contradiction. And Sarah says that's not where the contradiction stops. The biggest factors that parents gave in why their kids don't do things independently is worry about the kids' safety. But still only 17% said that their neighborhood isn't safe for kids to be alone. So there's really kind of a push and pull parents having sort of a generalized worry and maybe feeling like it's their job to protect their kids from some hypothetical bad outcome. In fairness to parents, on a day-to-day decision-making sense, that might make sense to them. But I think parents might be missing over the long term. Kids really need to have opportunities to learn and grow, make some mistakes, and do it in a way that by the time they're young adults, they're ready to go. They're ready to be independent. Okay, so you're a parent and you want your child to be able to start doing things on their own. But this is not a sink or swim scenario. Throwing your child in the deep end likely won't produce the desired result. Sarah tells me this is a process. Go step by step and give their child increasing opportunities. When you think about kids 9 to 11 being outside their parents or an adult's direct supervision, start small. Start with something familiar, a familiar location, maybe with a friend that the family knows and likes. Keep it to a a short amount of time at the beginning. And then really important, debrief with your child afterwards. Hey, was there any moment where you felt unsure? And emphasize the positives. Hey, good job. You handled that really well, made a good decision. You know, next time you're going to be ready for a little bit longer allow the child to recognize, hey, becoming independent, doing things for yourself, that's good growth. Maybe you've decided that your child is ready to go out on their own. Excellent. But just because you've decided your child might be ready, that does not mean that safety goes out the window. So what can be done? Todd from Michigan Auto Law has some tips to follow regardless of your age. So if you're a trick-or-treater, or you're a parent, you're taking a trick-or-treater out, you know, it's tough to convince kids what costumes to wear. But optimally and ideally, you want light-colored, bright costumes. You want kids wearing masks that don't in any way impair their vision. Long costumes or things that are dragging on the ground or tripping hazards when kids are crossing the street. And because not everybody is going to wear the most vibrant costume possible and people are going to wear dark and scary things, bring and use a flashlight have a glow stick, or maybe have some reflective tape or stickers somewhere on your costume 
that don't impair your ability to be as scary as possible, but at the same time, they're going to pick up and reflect car lights if anybody's driving nearby. I've been thinking about this while making this episode, and what I'm going to say next is probably true of all the next-up generations. The generation before says they had it harder and their ways were better. That's been true throughout time. Right now, millennials, we are currently the prime age demographic. So the older generations always have a comment on the way things were. Did kids go out trick-or-treating back in the day at younger ages on their own? I called up somebody who would remember. Hello? Hey, Ma. Hey, Zach. So how was it back in the mid-90s? Do you remember how old I was when I started going out by myself the first time? (laughs) I think in sixth grade. I don't think we let you in fifth. So you're 11. That was my recollection as well, that it was the sixth grade. Right. You had to get out of uh, elementary school, and then I really couldn't see how it could harm anybody. When I was growing up, we had my mom or my dad went. Aren't you guys accused of being helicopter parents? Yes, that's the thing, though. We are being accused of being helicopter parents, but it sounds like in this situation, we're not, that everybody is, that you were and that your parents were too. Well, yes, because it's dark and you want to keep track of everyone. I don't think it was so worried about poisoning treats or anything. And crossing the street, not every kid saw it at that. This episode has made me think. A lot. I'm a parent. Beckett is seven, which means he'll be in that 9 to 11 age range soon enough. And when that day comes, how will I feel? If you asked me today if I'd let him go out alone two years from now, the answer would be no. But do limiting things like that hamper his development? These are the tough questions. But hey, nobody ever said parenting was easy. Today's big thanks go out to Sarah Clark, Todd Berg, and Jane, my mom. Check out WWJNewsRadio.com for the top local news stories on demand 24-7. You want that Daily J delivered right to you? Well, all you have to do is text WWJ to 20357 and you'll get it instantly. Message and data rates may apply. I'm Zach Clark, and this is The Daily J. Thanks for listening.